Welcome back to another episode of Being Human is Weird with our very special, amazing, genius guest, Rich, who is teaching us all things about fitness and how to get started. And now in this episode, we're really going to dig a little bit more into getting actionable, maintaining that, and hopefully avoiding injury and seeing long-term results. In the last episode, we talked a lot about the fact that the best exercise routine or regimen that you're going to be on is the one that you will do consistently. With that in mind, Rich, if we're looking at structuring a workout routine, what do we want to consider? How do you want to get that started? Ooh, great question. And I would like to say something a little controversial. Aim for it daily. And the reason why I say that is life happens and we miss the opportunity to exercise anyway. And if you really think about the blue zones that are popping up, we have 100-year-olds who are walking and doing physical daily and weekly labors to not exhaustion. So when I say exercise daily, maybe that means go walk down and get the mail rather than drive if you have a long driveway. Maybe that means meditate. Maybe that means stretch, do yoga. So there's all different forms that we can do. Please listen to your body and and learn. Be willing to learn. So if you need a hard workout, do that. If you need a stretch, do that. If you need a day off or a week off, learn to listen to your body. Yes. I love the idea of shooting for it daily, knowing that life gets in the way and you won't be exhausting yourself on a daily basis. And also the advice to hone in to yourself and listen to your body with that in mind, what's the best way to progress or modify that routine over time? So I guess to progress or modify over time, it's just really looking at it as a sliding scale over the course of a lifetime. Injuries, setbacks, diseases will likely emerge, but just because you get a cold and miss school for a period of time, doesn't mean you get discouraged and quit to never return again or until decades pass. So constantly making new and achievable goals. If you improve or have a setback, that is an opportunity to adjust your goals. When you say setting up or consistently setting new goals, small achievable goals, what are some examples that would be related to fitness, maybe for a beginner and someone who would consider themselves an intermediate exerciser? That would be in building awareness with where you are, being okay with where you are, and knowing the next step is the one right in front of you. That might be 10 flights of stairs above my head. That might be one flight of stairs above my head. I'm only worried about the step I'm on and the next step I'm going to take. And so if we can really focus in on that, then each person can take where they individually are and go the next step forward. I love that answer. (laughs) Me too. When we think about any individual who wants to do higher intensity workouts or resistance training, so weightlifting or high intensity interval training, those types of things are excluded from doing it every day. So tell us a little bit about how someone wanting to incorporate those things could structure a weekly plan. Great call out. And you can build into uh, any capacity. And so again, building the awareness of where you are. So if, if I'm currently at 
one resistance training a week and one high intensity training a week, I do have room to improve, but that's awesome that I have that. Now, what can I aim for? I can aim for two endurance and one high intensity. Then when I build that per week, I can do two endurance and two high intensity. So it's just always about adding one small thing. Life happens. We have an injury. We have holidays. We eat too much cake. We backslide. (laughs) That's okay. Just go to the next place from where you're at. So you might always go down a couple notches. Just go up to the next notch, if that makes sense. Okay, that does make sense. So when we think about resistance training, weightlifting, basically, you want to have a gap at least 24 hours in between working out the same body parts, right? Or is it safe for someone to build up to five or six full body workouts per week? And again, controversial answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe you can build up to exercising the same muscle every day, but how many years is that taking someone? And then again, if you are, Hopefully, if that person has taken years to build that ability and awareness, they'll also know, okay, not go too hard. Or Mm -hmm. this is my today's limits if I'm also going to tomorrow's limits. So again, if you are starting out, start with zero and then go to one. Always know there is room to grow and you can keep doing it if it's safe for you and you've earned that. But again, if you're exercising seven days a week and you get an injury and you miss a couple of weeks, you're not jumping back into seven days. You're jumping back into, okay, this is safe for me to start at with how my body feels. If I get a sickness, it might take me two months to get back to where I was prior to that sickness. I love what you're saying about being mindful of your own body and aware and starting with one thing at a time. Is that the best way to prevent injury while exercising? Or do you have any other tips for preventing those injuries while exercising? Great question. Um, So doing everything in our power to prep the body for what's to come. So whether that's rolling out, stretching, warming up, I do have a rubber band concept. So the healthier you keep your muscle, the more flexible you keep your muscle, the more you can stretch that rubber band. That also means that it's more flexible. So you will prevent injuries if you reach a certain range of motion, but also you can grow a muscle to a bigger size because of its fluidness. The more strength you have, the more protection you have. For instance, I have torn everything on both my knees. I have injured pretty much every body part that exists, unfortunately. And I've learned a strong insert joint here is a healthy insert joint here. Mm -hmm. So if I want a healthy back, I have to earn a strong back. If I want healthy knees, I have to earn strong quads, hamstrings, VMO, muscles surrounding my knees. Speaking of recovery and making sure things are supporting your body to support your goals, do you have any dietary recommendations that complement a new fitness routine or practices for recovery after workouts? So when it comes to dietary recommendations, the most simple thing I can come up with, but I think it it can help everybody, is order of operations. So your day, your meal, and then you do healthiest to least healthy. I'm going to have cheat meals and we're going to be able to incorporate those and everything. 
But when I approach a meal, say it's dinner time, and I have an, an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, what I'll do is I'm going to eat in order of operation for what's best for me. I'm going to make sure I eat my main meal. I'm going to eat as much protein, carbs, and healthy fats as my body personally needs. Then after I eat every single thing that my body needs and I fill up on that, then I'll allow myself snacks. Then I'll allow myself X, Y, Z. But as long as I eat the right things first, my body is performing off of kind of what I'm fueling it. So if I eat a Reese's cup first thing in, in the morning, I'm going to be having a lot of ADHD thoughts. I'm going to be very, you know, confused, wishy-washy. My brain's not going to be kind of all there together. I know how my body feels and operates off of sugar and I know how my body does it. So again, order of operations, eat the greens, eat the proteins, eat the carbs, save the fats, and then really, really save all of the, the sweets and sugars for the end when you're most full. So that way you'll eat the least of them. Protein has been very buzzy lately, and I'm finding that I'm starting to not necessarily recommend or tell members to do this, but I've been asking lately about protein intake and fiber intake. Rich, would you consider focusing on protein intake to be important or would is there another macronutrient that people should focus on good 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 question i definitely think protein is obviously a macronutrient we need to focus on what's maybe even more important that is maybe what kind of protein mm -hmm. what kind of carbs what kinds of fats protein is huge but the other thing is, is which source of protein is truly better for you? Same concept with carbs. Do you perform better off of pasta or brown rice or sweet potato? And mm -hmm. again, we can, we should test these things to know what our individual needs are. Once we have answers to those questions, we know what works best. How do we start to track that progress that we experience how can we track progress effectively one thing i like to focus on is just what is important to you so again if we go back to the personality profile and i'm going to use disc just as a four mark example for a d type personality really get things that you want to accomplish um, a running current tally of something you want to work towards again those are the people that would sign up for a 5k and then keep the medals of the 5k those are your accomplishments. Now you have something to give you motivation to continue. For an I-type personality, just having fun things. Work towards, um, you know, a fun party trick. Oh, if you can, you know, do a handstand or you want to do a handstand and you want to show all your friends, wonderful. You have something to do that will keep you in the game of fitness. For an S-type personality, the airplane oxygen mask. How is doing this for yourself going to help those around you? Why is that important to you? Lastly, the C-type personality, the what for you is exercise. The how for you is waiting to be created or discovered. And the why for you is exercise is one of the correct things to do for your health. I really like the approach that you're taking that it's all individualized. So mm -hmm. there are recommendations out there, but they don't make sense to follow if you're not going to follow them. <laughs> Explore to see what's going to mm -hmm. work best for you. You know, that exploration, I think, is such a big piece of this. After we have 
really experimented and found a good groove with our movement and our food. Do you have any recommendations or even can speak personally to how you make sure this routine is sustainable for the long haul? Absolutely. So the question everyone wants to know, (laughs) I would definitely say awareness is key of that. And then just constantly checking in with your body, your mind, and your goals and adjusting intelligently. So if I'm exercising and I stub my toe, well, maybe I won't do something that requires me to put weight on my toe, but I can do something else because I have three other appendages. And then again, I'm going to go back to my term, rack it up. Do your live autopsy. If you're not constantly exploring what you don't like and you're removing that and you're not constantly exploring what's out there that you do like and adding that in, exercise can become a four-letter word, even though it's way more letters than that. (laughs) To make it sustainable in the long run, I truly believe we need a flat tire response. And so what I mean by that is when an accident comes our way, when we, you know, reach a flat tire, how are we going to handle that? What are we going to do? So I'll share with you. Hopefully this makes sense. My flat tire response is I love a challenge. I love trying and uh, enduring is my superpower and I grow from it. So that way when I'm exercising and um, let's say I'm just on the rower and all of a sudden exercise becomes hard because it's difficult. Well, I can say that. I can say, I love a challenge. I love trying. Enduring is my superpower and I grow from it. And you know what that allows me to do? Go harder than I currently was. And just the more we run into the flat tire, the easier we know how to change it, the more efficiently we can change it and the less scary it is to change it when we're driving so far from home. Know that growth is made in the state of plateaus, both physically and mentally. That is our master state, our our master phase. And so a lot of people think plateau is a bad thing. That's actually where we're specifically getting better. And even on the mental side of it, if you keep showing up to someplace and you're not getting better, but you keep trying, that's going to do wonderful growths for your mind as well as for your body. And then also number three, mix it up. Simple where, when, with whom. So if you want to mix up your routine, change when you do it, change where you do it, change who you do it with. If you really want to complicate things, you can change the movements, you can add weight, you can uh, lessen abilities, you can lessen weight to add speed. I can take off weight and just do um, something as fast as possible. So there's so many ways to get out of a slump to keep going for the lifelong. (laughs) I've never thought about plateaus as being a place to learn. Um, It is always a place to make an adjustment, but it always seemed more like it's a pain in the ass over anything else. So that leads me to this question, Rich, for all of the listeners, is progress linear? Ooh, progress I have not found to be linear. It's a (laughs) ton of back and forth. Um, a ton of back and forth with overall progress measured in a lifetime. I'll just share a couple of things about myself that hopefully explain progress. I was told by doctors I wasn't going to be able to walk without surgery. Still to this day, have not had surgery. Uh, nine months later, I ended up doing cross country and I ran a 1707 5K and set a school record. <laughs> oh my after God. being told I wasn't <laughs> able to walk. 
And then um, after being told that I couldn't, again, walk and put any weight on my knees, I was able to build up to squatting below parallel over 400 pounds. After fracturing and tearing and separating my shoulder, not being able to even wash my hair, I was able to build up to split choking over 350 pounds. I was able to um, do a handstand walk with a sled tied to my body. And then also not being able to pick up a pencil due to my back needing surgery on it. As I mentioned to you all earlier, yesterday, I moved my entire house twice. I moved something <laughs> from a storage pod to a U-Haul to a storage unit. Um, so after not being able to pick up a pencil, I moved <laughs> everything in my home twice. Oh my just gosh. to yeah, just to show you, it's not linear. It's back and forth. There's speed bumps. There's dead halts. So it's just a vibrating line until we all cross the ultimate life's finish line. A major inspiration and motivator. And I would love to know what inspires and motivates you, because I think that'll get me even more jazzed up. I know my face <laughs> feels hot. Like, oh my God, what? <laughs> What motivates me is just future self. I can make my life easier just by dedicating a small amount of time each day to it. So for me, I have a couple of incurable diseases. I'm just preventing cancer for the rest of my life and preventing physical disability. So I have a lot on my plate, but this is what's helping me be the best version. And what motivates me is doing it for my family. I truly want to be the best person and show up as my best self to the ones I love. I want to be there for my wife as the best person. And I can only do that with my oxygen mask on. I want to be there for my unborn kid. I want to be able to play with them. That's something if you can't walk or can't pick up a pencil, you're taking play out from a life. So I am exercising for that, picking up my grandkid, knowing if I don't take care of myself 100%, that I will not show up to another person being my 100%. And then that shows me that I'm choosing to water down my interactions so I'm actually choosing to not water down my interactions by taking care of myself. And then when things do shift in my life, I will always work up to the limitations of my best present self, constantly improve. And if I keep that my goal, I can never be upset with where I am because I know I'll just at least get one notch better. You mentioned different limitations or I guess for you, they weren't limitations, but for most people, they would be um, different injuries. Are there things that you recommend people avoid while they are dealing with injury? Yes and no. Yes, there are things that we should avoid for a period of time. Um, and when we do go to do it, safely do it. But my true honest answer is no. There isn't anything that we should avoid. Listen to your body. Your body will tell you if you should do that or if you're ready to do that. You can do anything as long as you eat the elephant one bite at a time. So I can speak to my health conditions and injuries, and I'm able to accomplish uh, any performance and task I set my mind to. It's all about knowing your hand is dealt differently, so your timelines are affected. I don't see things as a weakness at all. I see two people on a similar journey. One person has a thousand miles to travel downhill with the wind at their back, Another person travels a thousand miles uphill with the wind blowing at their face. When the travelers reach their destination, who is most made prepared for life? And so a real life experiment that happened that I would love to share with you all is they attempted to grow trees in a perfect bubble ecosystem with perfect soil and perfect temperatures. 
what ended up happening was all of the trees reached a certain height before tipping over, uprooting, it would not grow past that line. After a deep dive into the conclusion of what helped outside trees grow so tall and strong was wind. Just to summarize for everyone, aim for daily movement, but listen to your body and build awareness. Start from where you are and work up slowly. And when it comes to food and your movement, focus on quality. Awareness having check-ins and making adjustments using that rack method that you taught us both in the last episode and mentioned today. And take it one step at a time and let yourself feel inspired, not just by what you're doing, by this wonderful man who has joined us today to share all of this knowledge with us. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. If you are with us and believing being human is weird, then like, subscribe, share, all of those things that the kids are doing, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanisweird. That's where we're going to be sharing resources, inspiration, and news about our podcast. And we would love to hear from you, so slide right into our DMs with questions, comments, and what you'd like to hear more of. And thank you so much for listening, weirdos. 